Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to The Camera Adds 10 Pounds. That's right. I'm your host, Peter Sears. What's up? And before we start, I got to let you guys know this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Perfect Shaker. Uh, Perfect Shaker. Well, it's Performa, same company, but uh, their original kind of branding was Perfect Shaker, and then they went to Performa because they were making more products, but now they're going back to Perfect Shaker. I know it's a little confusing. Same company, though. Um because they're the original Perfect Shaker. Some people have come along since, and they've tried to copy, but Perfect Shaker was the original. That's the ones I fell in love with, and they've never gone away. So um, they're back, and also their new Shaker cups um, are uh, made with recycled plastic. If that's a, a, there's a, I'm, I'm going to do it a disservice by talking about it. I'm going to have to get the exact wording from it from the CEO, Darren. But... Um, I know that's like they're using recycled plastic, so it's better for the environment. And also, um, when you buy a shaker cup from uh, Perfect Shaker slash Performa now, um, I want to say like 10% goes back into um, cleaning the ocean, making the ocean a safer place. So if you have a fitness lover in your life, or if you are the fitness lover, go to uh, Performa.com, PerfectShaker.com. Actually, what's the website? Is the website still Performa? Or did they change it back to Perfect Shaker? I'm going to look that up right now in real time because I don't have an assistant with me like Joe Rogan. Uh, Performa. Nope. I can't type Performa. Sorry, guys. Sorry, Darren. Performa Shaker. Yeah, so they're back to perfectshaker.com. That's what I thought. Um, so anyway, uh, they, like I said, they're they're donating money to uh, to help clean up the oceans because we got to make this world. You know, I'm I'm not a super. You know, I mean, I recycle and whatnot. Although <laughs> they don't in Oklahoma, which I have a joke about. But anyway, um, they. Uh, <laughs> you know. I'm not like a huge preacher. Like I, I recycle, you know, like I do my part. I try. I mean, I drive a gas vehicle because that's what I can afford. But, um, you know, we got to leave this planet, you know, better than or at least try to make it leave it better for our kids and grandkids. And I mean, I, I may not have either one of those, but hey, Performa slash Perfect Shaker is doing their part to help. So um, and also this podcast as always, is brought to you. Oh, anyway, if you're here, sorry. Uh, go to Performa.com. I'm sorry. Go to PerfectShaker.com. Same company. Um, and if you want any fitness accessories, shaker cups, workout towels, wrist straps, wrist straps, um, pill containers, you know, meal prep containers, all that stuff, go to Performa. <laughs> Fuck. I was going to get, I, I'm going to have to get used to that. Go to, if you if you type up Performa, it'll still come up, but it's PerfectShaker.com. Enter the promo code 10 pounds, the word 10, the word pounds. You will save 15% off of your order. And as always, this podcast is also brought to you by my good friends at Bucked Up Supplements. Bucked Up Supplements. Can you guys hear that? Sorry, you guys. Sorry. I was getting some uh, 
some crazy feedback on the mic there. So um, anyway, uh, go to performant.com, enter the promo code 10 pounds, the word 10, the word pounds, you will save 15% off your order. I think I said that already. But as always, this podcast is also brought to you by Bucked Up Supplements. Now they have the same website that I know for a fact. Um, Bucked Up, you guys, I take a lot of their supplements and you know me, I'm always at the gym. Hashtag wake up, fuck shit up. First thing in the morning if I can help it, but I'm also uh, just fucking working out in the afternoon if I have to. Sometimes it's been at night, which I fucking hate, but um, Bucked Up, you know, they're known for their pre-workout. That's kind of what started the company. They literally call their pre-workout Bucked Up, Um, but uh, they also have, which I talked about last time or maybe the time before, but... So most pre-workouts, you guys, have caffeine in them. Caffeine is one of the main ingredients in most of pre-workout because it just gives you more energy to work out. And some of them have a little creatine, arginine that gets the blood, you know, pumping through your veins. There's a lot of stuff like that in pre-workout, B12 in some of them, you know. Um, And so bucked up what they do because, you know, some of their, you know, their their regular pre-workout has 200 milligrams, which is probably the equivalent of four cups of coffee. 200 milligrams of caffeine, sorry. Um, and then they have advanced pre-workout, the woke as fuck and the bucked up. I know I'm like reading the ad. I'm not reading, I'm not reading the ad. I'm just explaining to you guys something. Sorry. Uh, it's relevant. This is a fitness podcast kind of, right? Um, that's a lot of caffeine for a lot of people. And, you know, 200 milligrams is a lot of caffeine for people and 300 milligrams is a ton of caffeine for people. Um, and so... You know, after a certain time, if you take too much caffeine, like, you're not fucking going to bed. I don't care how many edibles you take. Like, I mean, maybe if you take a lot, you'd still go to bed, but um, it keeps you up at night. So if I'm working out after a certain point, I actually have, uh, they also, Bucked Up makes a pre-workout without caffeine so that you could still get the benefits of the arginine and all those other things um, without adding the caffeine so that if you work out, you know, at night, like me, for example, every once in a while, you can take the pre-workout, the the non-stimulated version, and uh, be able to go to sleep still. So that's it. They have great supplements. I take a lot of them. And if there's one thing, I mean, everyone needs a multivitamin. You know, I can go into the benefits of a multivitamin. Chances are you're not getting all the nutrients that you need from food. Most of us don't, no matter how well you're eating. Um, that's just the way it is. We don't eat that many fruits and vegetables. So getting a multivitamin helps to make sure that you get those. They also have a new green formula now, so you can get all your greens. Um, but if if I'm going to give you one, if you, if you were going to pick one supplement to take from Bucked Up, I personally recommend and take the RUT, which is a uh, natural testosterone booster. Um, you guys, if you're over, I want to say this is for the guys only. If you're over 35, let's say, and you know your testosterone levels are going to start to drop, even though you're working out, which working out, especially if you're lifting weights, helps reverse that, or not even not reverse it necessarily, but help hold it off. Because once you get to a certain point, you know it might be 35, it might be 36, it might be 40. Everyone's different, but somewhere around there, your testosterone levels will go down, 
and so if you're not working and if you're not working out they will go down some more and if you're drinking or not eating right they will continue to drop and then you'll wonder why you have a big gut well it's because you don't have a lot of testosterone in your body anymore and you're not burning as many calories as you were because you don't have a lot of testosterone you ever wonder why guys that are on steroids are fucking not only are they big and jacked but they're like they have all the muscle definition because testosterone burns calories which in turn burns fat so you want to make sure your testosterone levels get up you know it's not it's not a it's not necessarily uh this is like the longest ad read ever but i'm explaining to you guys i'm incorporating this into my little my little talk here um it's not just that they're taking steroids it's that the the testosterone is working for them but what i was going to say is you know, just because we get older doesn't mean we have to continue to let our bellies grow. Yes, as we get older, we probably become less active. Not me, but, you know, in general. And we probably start, stop giving a shit of what kind of food we're putting into our body. Or maybe we drink a little bit more. Or also, on top of that, maybe our metabolism slows down because we're not burning as many calories anymore. So, you know, maybe we don't change our eating habits. But maybe when we were 25, you know, the stuff that we ate on a regular basis now is affecting us different when we're in our late 30s early 40s i'm almost fucking mid 40s now jesus fucking christ um (laughs) so you just have to account for those things and so anyway my long-winded speech about this i take the rut it's my favorite bucked up supplement i mean a lot of them i love all of them but rut is a natural testosterone booster so if you're a guy over 35 ish Maybe, I mean, maybe your testosterone levels are dropping sooner than that, you know? Um, Take it. You will find that it doesn't give you, like, energy like an energy drink would, but you will feel different. My mood has changed. You know, I can definitely tell when I take it, when I'm not taking it. It's got, you know, B9 in it, which helps with energy. It's got vitamin D, which I don't know. It's got a lot of vitamin D, too, like way more than most people get, obviously. Um... And I don't know if you guys know this. I don't know the exact stat. Okay. I don't know the exact stat. Um, but I think what I, if it was like 70%, are you guys ready for this? I talked about this a while ago, but um, like 70% of the people that were in the hospital with COVID um, had vitamin D deficiencies. What I know. So, what better to fight that? Not just, I mean, obviously, COVID's not really, I mean, people are still getting it or whatever, but like, we want to make sure we're getting vitamin D. Well, guess what? Rut has plenty of vitamin D. It's got tribulus. It's got all things. It's all. It's a natural testosterone booster. You know, I'm not. I've never been someone that wanted to do steroids. You know, I've just. It's just never been worth it to me. Even though, yes, I could be even more jacked and have more energy, but just the benefits of steroids don't outweigh the risks of steroids for me. Because the one thing about steroids is that's not natural. And if you're putting that stuff into your body, then your body forgets how to do it on its own. And so when you stop doing it, it becomes an entirely different thing. And that's when guys, you know, their dick start, stops working. They start getting back knee and they start getting those. Also, there's big beer bellies. Not so much beer bellies. They just are not burning nearly as many calories because they're not putting that much testosterone into their body you get it it all comes back full circle so anyway go to buckedup.com if you're interested in any of these supplements 
Enter the promo code 10 pounds, the number 10 and the word pounds, and you will save 20% off of your order. And if you're not sure, DM me and I will fucking tell you which ones to take because I take quite a few of them. Okay? Okay, I'm glad we're on the same page. All right, let's get into some music, shall we? Here we go. On your mark, get set, and go. Carry on my wayward Little Kansas? There'll be peace when you okay. are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more. Uh. Peter, why are we listening to this? This isn't a new song. Peter, did, did you just discover this song? No, actually. This song has a couple different meanings to me these days. I'll explain. I think the last time I played this song on the podcast was when I came back from Kansas. <laughs> I've been there a few times. Probably a few too many times. So that is, as you know, if you don't know, um, I don't know what to tell you. That was Carry On, Wayward Son by the band Kansas. A little classic rock for you. Um, so number one, this song was significant because, uh, as you may or may not know, uh, I, I was a big fan of the show Supernatural when it was on the air. Um, it just ended, what, last, I guess, sometime at the end of 2021 or early. No, I was already back. So it ended some point at the end of 2020 or at the early part of 2021 maybe that was when it yeah so anyway uh, it was it was kind of it wasn't the theme song on supernatural but supernatural if you've never seen the show it's on netflix now they did they ran it for what 16 17 seasons uh with a show about two brothers who uh were ghost hunters essentially um fuck now i'm forgetting what they were i think yeah they were called hunters and uh they would you know every week they would have a different you know demon or entity kind of like the x-files like you know that they would fight sometimes it'd be like the same one recurring over a few weeks like they would draw out you know and the show kind of shifted gears towards the end like it became there wasn't always like a a a ghost each episode it became more of like a longer drawn-out story but uh, that was one of my favorite shows, man. And they were driving—they were always driving around the country, eating at diners, and it's kind of like you know, kind of like a comics life, honestly. You know, they're going to these small towns, tackling these you know these mysteries, um, and that that song because it's you know such like a, a classic American like you know and the, the the car they had was like an old uh, I forget what kind of car they had, but it was like a classic old like muscle car. And so it's just like two brothers driving around the country, listening to classic rock. And you're just like, OK, I get it. So that song reminds me of that. But also um, that's the theme song to uh, the uh, uh, the Young Bucks, who are a, a tag team in AEW wrestling. Yeah, we're talking about wrestling for a second. And uh, I the reason why I played it. So I, I my, my brother is a huge fan of them. And here's why. So uh, Matt and Nick Massey, but now known as Matt and Nick Jackson, were uh, our um, brothers who, you know, lived in Rancho. They were born somewhere in Rancho, um, lived in Rancho. They have they have a book, actually, 
that's called Killing the Business. Matt and Nick Jackson, Young Bucks, Killing the Business from Backyards to the Big Leagues. So these guys uh, grew up in Rancho and as like teenagers, you know, in like junior high and um, they would put on like these amateur wrestling shows in their backyard. Like their dad built them a wrestling ring and they had like all these kids in the neighborhood, you know, come and they would put on these like wrestling productions. And then at some point when they were like in junior high, right before high school, I think maybe um, they moved up to Hesperia and they were really sad because they had to leave all their friends and they weren't sure if they were going to be able to continue with their, uh, you know, the wrestling thing because, you know, their friends weren't old enough to drive, at least most of them weren't. And so, but they started, you know, their dad promised them that he would help them build a ring in Hesperia. And so once they kind of got their feet settled, um, they were doing like backyard wrestling shows in Hesperia, which is weird because I never heard of this going on. This is like in the like, late 90s and early 2000s. And I'm like, I feel like I would have heard about this when they were doing it in Rancho. Um, or his spirit, like I never heard about it, you know, this is also kind of like, it wasn't like pre-internet, but it wasn't like, you know, that stuff would easily show up on social media now, but back then it was just different, you know, it was all kind of word of mouth and whatever, um, so anyway, um, you know, so they, they, they would do these, you know, amateur wrestling shows, and then they kind of got involved in the independent wrestling circuit, and um, just kind of kept on going through the rankings, and eventually, you know, kind of, uh, you know, they had little stints with like WWE and whatnot. And then they went and started doing like the major, you know, wrestling promotions. Like they went to Japan. Um, you know, there's there's a whole a slew of like independent uh, wrestling promotions, like all across the U.S. There's there's one in Cal There's some in Southern California, a lot of in the Midwest, a lot on the East Coast, you know, um, which is kind of how it was before, like, WWE and WCW became, you know, really big. That was kind of what it was. It was all, like, territories. And so these guys just kind of went through and did, paid their dues, you know. Uh, you know, I always talk about, I mean, not always, but I've talked about how one of the reasons why, I mean, I, I love wrestling for a number of reasons, but also I love baseball for a number of reasons. And as I've gotten into, like, obviously going through my stand-up career um you know I've talked about it but it's the trajectory of a stand-up comedian is not unlike the trajectory of a major league baseball player or even a professional wrestler you know for that matter because you know once you make it you know the ultimate obviously in in pro wrestling is, is WWE like they're the top dog there's that's where all the money is you know like if you want a huge following and a lot of money you go to the wwe right that's the fucking granddaddy and if you're a baseball player you want to be in the major leagues like obviously right um and if you want to be a, st a stand-up comedian like you know you want i mean i think like now like the the pinnacle is one of two things you get a netflix special right or HBO special for that matter or if you have a huge following like a say like a Andrew Schultz then you just fucking grow your following which is what I'm trying to do with this podcast and everything else I fucking do um, is that you can you know put something out on YouTube and because you have such a huge following it goes viral that way and you make way more money by putting it yourself on YouTube 
than you would if you were, you know, because Netflix, unless you're like Chappelle or Chris Rock, you know, they're not giving you $20 million a special, you know, I know people that have gotten, you know, like, we're talking like thousands, like, you know, 10,000 or 20,000, which is a decent size amount of money. And if it translates to being able to sell tickets, then yeah, but nowadays, a lot more comedians and big name comedians are putting their specials on YouTube because you can make more money by having it on YouTube. So it's it's something interesting. But my point is, by the time you see, you know, you see these these wrestlers in the WWE, or you see these wrestlers, these, uh, you see these wrestlers in the WWE, or you see these Major League Baseball players in the Major Leagues, or you see these comedians on these big specials, what you don't realize is the road they had to take to get there. You know, I've talked about it, you know, you know, taking, taking fucking greyhounds. Mine was different, you know, when it comes to like some of the, some of the times when like, I, I know there were a couple occasions where I specifically took a greyhound just because it was, I mean, it's, it's not, it's, I mean, it's the same, but you know, I took a greyhound just because it was cheaper. Like it was cheaper to take a greyhound and maybe I had to leave over. It would help me because I had to work at night or like, I'm sorry, I'm rambling. I remember one time I had a gig in Tucson and had to be there by Friday, but I had to work Thursday. And if I took the like I don't, I just didn't want to drive. This is why I didn't want to drive. This is dedication. So on, I remember Sunday I had a game. And you guys know me. I love fucking playing baseball. And sometimes it's hard because if I'm on the road, I, I I don't get back in time to go to my baseball game. But I looked at it, and the flights were too expensive for me to justify flying back. And if I drove back, then I would have to leave fucking literally the night before, and then I wouldn't sleep because Tucson's about a seven eight hour drive. And then I'd be super tired from my game. So I looked at it and I was like, oh, well, it's cheaper to take the bus. And I can take like it was like, I don't know, I don't want to say it's like a midnight bus or one o'clock in the morning bus. I could sleep on the bus back and then still make my game on time. So I did that one time. Uh, I also took a Greyhound. I think I told I told this story, but like from Wichita to Little Rock. And that was when I got I got stopped at the bus stop in Kansas City because they thought I was smuggling drugs and they searched me. <laughs> and the guy, I'll never forget this, dude. So I get out. I've told the story, but maybe some of you guys are new here. I was going from a gig from Wichita to Little Rock. And if you guys were like, why'd you take a bus? Well, because if you're not getting paid a lot, it doesn't make any sense to rent a fucking car. So as a, as a comic on the way up, you're trying to figure out the best way to minimize what you're spending so that you can maximize your profit or ma- or minimize your losses because there's a lot of gigs I took on losses and uh, so I couldn't I, I couldn't rent a car to go from Wichita to Little Rock so I just I took the bus and then the same thing I could go overnight I could sleep on the bus and it was whatever and so I take this bus is again it was like a 12 I don't know one o'clock in the morning it was very early I remember it was kind of creepy and then I, we wake up and we're getting dropped off at a bus stop in Kansas City. And it's like at this point, I want to say it's like 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning, somewhere around there. And I get off the bus and then like this guy comes up to me. He's like, hey, how's it going? And he's just in plain clothes. And I'm like, it's going, you know. And he's like, can you come over here? And I'm kind of looking at him like, fuck you. Who the fuck are you? You know. 
and then he pulls out his badge. He's like, I'm such and such with the, uh, the drug task force, Kansas City Police Department. <laughs> I was like, okay. He's like, uh, where are you coming from? And I'm like, Wichita. He's like, well, where are you from? I'm like, California. He's like, okay, um, why are you coming from California? Where are you going? I was like, I went to Little Rock. He's like, so why are you on a bus from Wichita if you're in California? He's like, are you smuggling drugs? And I'm like, no. He's like, well, we got a tip that there's a suspicious person on the bus. <laughs> so the suspicion was that I was on a one-way bus t- ticket from Wichita to Little Rock. And so somebody, I guess, at the bus station or greyhound or whatever i don't fucking know dude called because i guess that's how people do they like they smuggle drugs because you don't really get checked at but you don't get checked at bus stops this is like a first if you ever have been at a bus stop especially like in the middle of the night or early morning there's some sketchy ass fucking people hanging out at the bus stop so they thought i was smuggling drugs from california into little rock apparently and so they start checking all my bags and everything, and I'm just like, they didn't have a warrant, but I was just like, whatever, dude, let's fucking, I, I know I don't have anything, so it's, and I want to say, if I'm not mistaken, this is probably before I was using edibles, so I didn't have anything on me, and uh, yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure that was before then, I think, so anyway, um, they start searching my, my, like my bags and my backpack and my suitcase and everything. And in my, uh, in my suitcase, I had like a bag of oatmeal because as you guys know, I take my food with me cause I'm fucking dedicated and I ain't going to slip up on my diet just cause I'm on the road. And I guess at first glance, the Ziploc bag of oatmeal, I had looked like something. So he, he, he sees, he's like jackpot. And then, like, when he really pulls it out, he realizes, he says jackpot. And I'm like, what, are are carbs illegal in Kansas? Because I feel like they should be, you know. (laughs) And then he's like, so why are you going from, from, why are you from California coming on a bus from Wichita to Little Rock? I said, I'm a comedian. He's like, you're a comedian? How come I never heard of you? I'm like, "Uh, I don't know, maybe because I just performed in Wichita and now I'm going to Little Rock? (laughs) Like, I need to fucking spell it out for you, you know? Um, so, you know, I didn't have anything, but it was just funny that, uh, you know, I took that uh, that fucking bus ride and that happened. And it was a bit for a while, but it wasn't as funny to other people as I thought it was. But anyway, uh, but point being is, you know, like I said, the life of a wrestler or the life of a, a minor league baseball player you know, like wrestlers coming up, like when you see them in WWE, like that's the pinnacle, but you don't see them doing these little fucking, you know, amateur, not even amateur, but like low level independent wrestling promotions in a, a, you know, in a high school gym or at a BFW somewhere or in a parking lot or fucking like there's so many of these and that's what you have to do to work your way up like you don't just decide I want to be a wrestler and then go audition like they have to hear about you you got to develop a name and develop relationships just like in stand-up comedy you're taking overnight bus rides to the next city trying to maximize you know your profit you're sleeping in your car you know listen to you know guys like Ric Flair and Undertaker and Hulk Hogan and all these and even like wrestlers now when they talk about like their come up that the the road to the top is very similar 
like I said, between a comedian and a wrestler and a major league, you know, baseball player. You don't see, you know, the hotel rooms they're sharing in the minor leagues with, you know, three other guys. You don't see the overnight bus rides. You know, that was why it was so crazy that Michael Jordan, you know, was a minor league baseball player because he was just doing it just like them. I'm pretty sure he got them a nicer bus. But, you know, he was doing those long bus rides and, you know, just because he wanted to be one of the guys. He didn't want special treatment. Um, and so, you know, it's it's a fun. So anyway, back to the story of the Young Bucks and why I was playing that song. So that's their theme song. But, you know, I, I read their I read their book recently. Like I said, my brother's a big fan and I like them, too. They're a really exciting tag team to watch. And then they also have a trios tag team, which whatever. If you're not into wrestling, it doesn't make any sense to you. But I appreciated their story because they basically, they built their brand, you know, they were doing these independent wrestling promotions on their own, and through that, you know, they started working the indie scene, and they started meeting, you know, bigger names and whatnot, and making the connections, and then it ultimately led to them going to New Japan Pro Wrestling, whatever, and then meeting Tony Khan, who's the owner of uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then... Uh, well, his dad owns him, but he's like also like an owner, I guess, technically. Um, and then uh, I want to say like the Arsenal or there's like a there's like a, a big soccer team in London that they also own. So they're, I mean, they're billionaires and the guys are big wrestling fan. So he reached out to them because he wanted to start his own wrestling promotion to eventually compete with the WWE, you know, and that's basically, long story short, that's where All Elite Wrestling was born, uh, All Elite, because um, the Young Bucks uh, paired up with this guy, Kenny Omega, um, who's a really good, you know, wrestler, also in AEW, they make up the Elite, and so since they were, like, going to be executive producers or executive vice presidents of this new company, um, they called it all Elite Wrestling. So that's why AEW is called that. They are still, you know, executive vice presidents. It's just a really cool story, very inspiring. And you guys know me, dude. I love fucking, I love people that motivate me and inspire me. And it's a perfect example of, you know, just people believing in themselves enough to just continue to write it out. You know, they could have gone to WWE, but they wouldn't have had the, like, the creative control that they do now. Um, and they may not have been as big of a name as they are now. They built it, you know, they started a YouTube show years ago. Um, and they just built kind of their own following on their own, their way. And I fucking love the stories. So I just finished reading the book uh, a couple weeks ago. So that's why I wanted to share that song and that story. It just goes to show you guys, man. Like, you know, I I talk about this all the time, but I haven't, you know, my career is not yet where I want it to be. I talk about it all the time, but like, I just, I, I keep having these little signs and epiphanies where I know I'm close, you know, like I'm always just right there. I'm one viral clip away from fucking doing, I'm one, I'm one show away from someone being in the audience and being like, oh, or, you know, having somebody see me like, you know, like my buddy Rachel, you know, she you know, had a clip posted on social media, the Laugh Factory posted one of her clips, Johnny Knoxville saw it, and, you know, a couple years later, she's the first female 
ever on Jackass. Like, you know, just that's the way things happen, dude, you know, and I, I, that's, that's what I have going, but like, I've continued to just push and believe in myself and put out content that sometimes people watch and listen to, and sometimes nobody watches and listens to, but it's just like, I believe in myself and I, I appreciate when people believe in themselves and don't give up. And so it's a really cool book. Like I said, it's called Young Bucks from Backyards to the Big Leagues, and they are still major players in AEW. And, you know, their contract is up in a few months, I think. And there's rumors that maybe they will end up going to WWE, but I don't who knows. But, you know, the point is, is they have the they have the power. And that's really what you want. And I would love to get to a point where I have the power. So, um, so yeah, if you want a good book, motivational book to read, read that fucking book. Um, if you don't, that's fine, too. If you want to work out, fucking there you go. <laughs> I try to inspire you guys to work out. I have been on a kick lately because I haven't been able to run. Um, I kind of injured myself. And I honestly don't remember if I shared this or not. But maybe I did. I don't know. But I took my first run actually today. So I think uh, I think my body just needed a rest after all those marathons. So um, if all works out, I will be back running another marathon July 16th in Ventura. So that's an update on that. I love it. But over the last, uh, I guess, when did I run the LA Marathon in March? March 19th was the date. So basically for the last six weeks I've been lifting really I gotten back into like heavy lifting and my body feels fucking great dude I think that with all the running and all the preventative measures that I've taken um my back you know I I I I slipped a disc oh god it had to have been like 15 years ago no like maybe like 13 years ago 2010 11-ish I did it um yeah, 2010 11, I fucked up my back bad, and I couldn't walk for a while, and it, it was it was really bad, dude. It was really really bad, and uh, I kept working out though. I just you know for a couple weeks I walked on the treadmill, you know, and then a couple weeks after for a couple weeks when I kind of got some strength back, I was just doing like body weight resistance exercises. Like, I'm mean, I'm talking like I could barely walk for like a couple weeks like it was bad and it was I did it because I was trying to deadlift a lot of weight and you know you know one of the things that I don't like about um like social media um is how like in fitness the trend now is like just posting how much you can deadlift and people you know people deadlifting you know 300 400 500 pounds and like so many times you see them do it and they're lifting it's there's just the form is so bad and bad form is so just it's just not good for you dude like it could lead to injuries and even though someone like myself who's been in fitness for so long and you know studied you know the science of it all and proper biomechanics of each move and I know how to do each move but sometimes when you're you know trying to lift heavy and trying to push yourself you you're, you get you, your form gets compromised 
and so I probably did something, I mean, not probably, I definitely did, or maybe I didn't do anything wrong, maybe it was just too much weight for me to lift, and I fucked up my back, and so ever since then, I've been, I, I've never gone back to trying to lift that heavy, at least on a deadlift, but, um, you know, I've also, over the last, you know, few years, just, I, as part of my warm-up and part of my workouts, like, I do extensive work to continue to not only maintain but improve the strength in my lower back and alleviate anything that comes from you know my disc you know like when I was when I was in Oklahoma you know at the gym that I was working at we had a uh, a chiropractor on site and as like I don't know as like a partnership kind of I think ultimately I think the goal was to refer my personal training clients to the chiropractor but you know all of the trainers got like I want to say like three or four chiropractor like sessions with a chiropractor and you know I told him about you know stepping my disc and whatever and he went in there and basically said that like my back was fine you know like if there is pain which there is sometimes you know it's just you know it could be from just sitting too long or driving you know because when you drive you sit obviously or just like just soreness you know like I think like when you get an injury like that there's always going to be scar tissue around an injury like forever basically um, and sometimes like the scar tissue, you know, overcompensates for something. So he said that my back was fine. And then, so from then on, you know, I kind of like would go back to deadlifting a little bit here and there. And if you don't know what a deadlift is, I don't know what your knowledge is, but basically a deadlift is basically like you're doing a squat, you know, but instead of having the weight on your back, you're lifting the weight from the floor and you're lifting it up. So you're still kind of doing a squat, but you're lifting the weight from the ground up versus having the weight on your back and then going down and then coming back up. So deadlift basically because you're lifting the weight dead from the ground, you know, um, but it works your back a lot more. But it's also a lot better for your back than a squat because your squat, you're putting all the pressure on your back. The gravity is taking you down, but then you have to come back up, whereas on a deadlift, you just have to lift it up from the ground. So it's actually better for your back if you do it right. But um, so anyway, I didn't do that for a long time. But when he kind of gave me the confidence. And so I kind of dabbled with the with the deadlifts a little bit after that. And then, uh, you know, I was still training for a marathon. So I couldn't really lift super heavy because when you're running for when you're training for a marathon, you know, you want your legs are just so tired all the time because you're running so much that lifting heavy is kind of not really feasible, you know, not that kind of heavy. So, you know, I would dabble with it, but at the end of the day, like I never really went too heavy, but sorry to bore you with all this, but this is kind of a fitness podcast. Um, so I told myself I was going to start lifting heavy after this last marathon because I was going to take a couple months off of running and that's what I did. And I've been lifting heavy and I've been deadlifting and I've got up to, I think I got up to 225 uh, this last week, which is kind of exciting because I haven't lifted that heavy in a long time. So, uh, but safety first. Okay. Just always go back to safety. Um, that's what I've been doing. I'm going to, like I said, I have a race in mind that I'm going to start training for, but I, I, I did, I ran for the first time today and it seems like I didn't run too far. I only ran a couple miles. And some of you guys are like a couple miles is too far. Yeah. But when you're you know, kind of accustomed to running longer than that. Two miles ain't shit, dude. So, um, took my first run today. I feel fine. We'll see how we feel tomorrow. And, uh, if all checks out, we'll go, we'll get back on, 
and get back to running and still trying to do some heavy lifting for the next few weeks until we get into the thick of it. But yeah. Um, so what I did want to talk to you guys about, and I can't believe it took me this long to get into it, but um, I don't know the science behind it, but uh, I did some mushrooms this weekend. <laughs> I did some mushrooms this weekend, and uh, I'm pretty sure I talked about this. The first time, this is not my first time doing mushrooms. This is my second time, um, but I think I didn't take enough the last time, and I also took them at the wrong time. So there's kind of like a chart, which I think is hilarious, is they teach you how to do drugs uh, the right way. <laughs> Which is kind of interesting because back in the old days when it came to like edibles and whatever, you just kind of took them and, you know, hope for the best, I guess, is the best thing. Um, but now they have like a little chart. So I'm pretty sure I talked about it. But last time there's like, you know, between a certain amount of grams um, or milligrams, I guess, um, there's certain feelings that you get. So like, I don't know the exact you know, amount, but like, I want to say like between, you know, 0.25 to like 1.5 or 0.5 grams or milligrams to 1.5 milligrams. That's, uh, basically heightened senses is where that range lies. And so that's what I took the first time. Um, and then you have between like 1.5 to, I guess, uh, I'm I'm doing the I'm doing the math wrong, but uh, 1.5 to like three. I don't have the chart in front of me because this one measures it differently. But um, there's a certain amount here. How just how about this? Okay, because I'm not a fucking expert on this. This is only my second time. But there's a certain amount. If you take this amount, it heightens your senses. So whatever you're feeling you know, your emotional state at the time, it enhances that. So if you're in a good mood, it's going to put you into an even better mood. If you're in a bad mood, it might fucking take you into a darker place. Um, the next kind of dosage amount, um, it is kind of made to help you kind of see things and maybe enlighten you a little bit and make some sense out of certain things, give you more clarity um, but you might see some shit, you know, <laughs> um, and then the last amount, if you take this much, it says that, uh, fucking look out, <laughs> uh, the walls might melt, you might fucking freak the fuck out, you might, you will definitely see things that aren't there to the naked eye, and that's a little bit too advanced for me, so the first time, I took the lowest amount, and it was the day after Ash and I broke up, <laughs> And probably not the best day to take them, but at that point, I just was so confused and, yeah, just, like, so confused as to what I was going to do next and looking for an answer. And I thought maybe if I did some mushrooms, the answer would come to me. And then, because I didn't want to be alone, I got an, I think I told you guys the story, but if you are new here, um, if you're, if you're really new here, I was in a relationship for seven years and then she left me. <laughs> kind of out of the blue uh so it was kind of a lot i thought we were gonna spend the rest of our lives together and whatever but so i took these mushrooms and then uh my sister-in-law asked me if i wanted to go to my 
nephew's open house and I really didn't but at the same time I didn't want to be myself and I'm like yeah that'll be fun she's like there's gonna be food trucks there and I'm like okay and I take the mushrooms and I go and there's this big playground and I just see you know all these you know hundreds of kids playing and the parents watching them play and it really fucking ate me up because it made me think like I may not have kids you know I might not ever have kids now and why I I've always kind of been like not that I don't want kids I just don't want kids until I can give them the life that I want to give them I don't want my kids to grow up like I grew up you know and that's hard for some people to grasp I guess but it's always made sense in my head my mom and dad struggled a lot of times and I saw that and I think that you know the struggle is what led my dad to you know to alcoholism and to fucking you know ultimately becoming addicted to meth and all that and I just did never I never wanted that to happen to me so I fucking wanted to make sure always and still that I can give the kids the life that I would have liked to have had and the life that I never had so that's kind of why I've been holding off on it and because I'm not where I am in my career that's why I put off having kids because I don't want to live life with regrets dude you know and I really don't have many regrets in my life and I won't you know um you know I might always have to live with the fact that I left Oklahoma to come back to continue pushing toward my dream but if I had stayed there and not come back you know I would regret that and you know so it's just a different regret but I don't regret because I've kept my eye on the prize um but anyway I go to this fucking thing and I just see all these kids and it just I just lost it because it is like I said it made me think I might not ever have kids again and that was hard to grasp for me and so anyway um obviously in a much better mental better mental place now you know um whatever you know obviously I still miss my ex and whatever but that's natural you know we were together for seven years like of course um so I took some mushrooms I, I went and bought some more mushrooms there's a really cool place I don't want to put them on blast because I don't know how legal it is, but it's a place in L.A. <laughs> that a couple of my friends work at. It's a dispensary, actually. So um, anyway, that's all I'll, the information I'll give you on that because I don't know how they are able to sell mushrooms. But I got some mushrooms that are uh, flavored like like Snicker flavored chocolate mushrooms. So basically like edibles, but in mushroom form. And I took some on Sunday and... I fucking, it kind of freaked me out. Like, I kind of had this weird feeling like, you know, like, were these laced with something? Like, it was definitely a different experience than I've ever had. Um, and then I just kind of sat and relaxed and watched wrestling and was watching TV and this real, this thing about, you know, Stone, so, so, again, wrestling comes up again, but Stone Cold Steve Austin, who I have a history with, <laughs> Um, one of the most famous wrestlers of all time, uh, really responsible for kind of bringing wrestling back um, in the in the Attitude Era and like the you know kind of like towards the late '90s, early 2000s, and uh, you know he talks about he has this show where I think it's called Stone Cold uh, Discovers America or Takes on America, where he goes to different places and takes on these challenges. And the premise of the show is 
you know, because he was a wrestler for so long and he devoted his life to wrestling, he didn't get a chance to experience certain things. So now as a retired wrestler, he's taking on different challenges. Like he went and he was like riding on a dune buggy through like these crazy sand dunes in Nevada. And then he went and this episode that I saw, he, he, uh, he bowled with like a, this, there's like this basically like a bowling league with a bunch of old people and he went bowling with them and that got me because it was like again I'm like am I gonna get old like alone you know like am I gonna be an old person and not have any kids or not and you know for for a second there I, I kind of got emotional but it was different this time because I saw these old people, you know, still like, you know, they're in their 60s and their 70s. And I don't know if they have kids or whatever, but they had each other. And, you know, they're having fun. And obviously they're bowling with fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin. But it's just like, you know, I've always wondered what's going to become of me as I get older. Because, you know, I have different examples of being old. Like I see, you know, like what my grandparents kind of did with their grandkids and whatever. And that was kind of their thing. And my you know, my grandmother, my mom's mom, who we were her only grandkids, you know, she was around our lives a lot. And I don't know what kind of lives they had aside from us, you know. And so for me, it was like, well, maybe I don't have kids and grandkids, but maybe I just, you know, just still hang out with my friends as we get old. And, you know, maybe I do something like this where I'm in an old person's league or maybe I'm I'm one of those fucking old people that works at, you know, Camelback Ranch and ushers people like that would be fucking dope. I don't know, dude. Maybe I'm still doing comedy. I mean, who knows, you know, but it kind of gave me this like enlightenment of like, yeah, maybe I don't have kids. I would like to. I just I'm just doing the math. You know, I've ta- I know I've talked about it for like a few weeks now because it's it's something that things I think about. It's like, like if I meet somebody, she's going to have to be younger but of childbearing age and you know maybe you know i'm not ruling out the possibility but i'm also kind of seeing i guess the light and it's like okay well maybe i do grow old but you know it's still possible that i can enjoy life you know i know that's a hard concept for people to grasp but you know my life can be fulfilled you know i've been making it a point to be a better uncle and a better godfather and a better brother and just all these things you know as I've gotten older and you know maybe I'm just a really cool uncle and cool godfather you know I'm I'm going I'm going to my godson's graduation you know in a couple weeks in Dallas and you know my other godson he's you know still kind of doing comedy although he's got a kid now which is fucking insane (laughs) because he's like 21 years old which is fucking bananas but whatever you know but he's going to do a show with me, you know, when I'm at the Ontario Improv in a couple weeks. So it's like, you know, I'm trying to be better, you know, like I, I devoted a lot of my life to trying to make it in entertainment. And I, I still am, you know, but I'm still also, I don't just have to do that. Like I can kind of be there when I can for all these other people in my life. And, you know, it's possible to be fulfilled that and I got all of that from this fucking mushroom trip is what I'm trying to tell you so um, it was a good experience like I said for a while there I, w- I did have like a scary it was just a feeling that I've never experienced before so I think the paranoia came from that kind of thing so I'll probably stick with that amount I took I guess I took the equivalent of 800 milligrams um, 
which I don't know what that translates to in grams, but 800 milligrams for now is the right dosage, and I'll probably do them again. Uh, I don't know. I was going to take them in San Diego, but I don't know if I'm going to stay for the game on Sunday after all, so maybe not, but I've got a lot of road gigs coming up and a lot of road trips, so I'm sure I will take some more one of these days, but anyway, what I wanted to say was, you know, so I had this thing and whatever, and it, like I said, it was a range of emotion where I was sad, but then also like kind of like, I think it's going to be okay. Like there's still hope for an amazing life with or without kids, you know, but all week long, I've had this like just kind of sense of, of Zen. And I've, I've heard about people. That's why people microdose. It's called microdosing. And I'm not an expert at this by any means. And I honestly, I've only heard from, you know, testimonials from friends and whatnot, why they enjoy it so much. But like all week long, even though I've been in traffic, fucking crazy, the traffic in LA is so fucking bad, dude. Like it's gotten so bad to the point where like this week I'm like, do I really want to fucking keep doing this or do I want to fucking go to Austin? <laughs> Austin is still a thought in the back of my mind. And because I'm going back to Austin in a few weeks, it's just kind of like revisited in my mind. And, you know, Ro Joe Rogan's got this new club and it's this crazy scene in Austin. And it's like, do I want to fucking sit in traffic all the fucking time in L.A. or do I want to change? And honestly, I don't know. But um, I think it came to me in an epiphany maybe from fucking mushrooms because it does give you clarity or maybe just because like I don't know if there's correlation but I think there is um I've been wait I told you guys but I've been waiting on this cruise ship thing for the last fucking basically 6 months ish you know been waiting because once I start doing cruise ships I will be making more money than I've ever made in my life and I will be able to only focus on comedy and not need to train anymore to make, you know, to pay my bills and whatever. And once that happens, because here's the thing. This is why I don't, this is why I, I'm not rushing to go to Austin yet. Because if I go to Austin, I'm still going to need a job. And personal trainers do not make as much in Austin as they do in L.A. So I... I'm not going to make the kind of money that I'm making in LA by doing by going to Austin. So I don't want to go to Austin until I can just focus on stand up. So that kind of came to me in the epiphany, but it's like, you know what? I fucking hate being in traffic in LA. You know, there's a lot of shit that upsets me about LA, but it's still home. I still love it. You know, my family's here. You know, some of my, a lot of most of my friends are here. Um but also, you know, I kind of feel like I'm spinning a wheel comedy-wise. Even though, like, I'm, I know that it's, you know, you're always just, like I said, one viral clip, one person away from seeing you, whatever. But, you know, I'm going to stay here until I start working cruise ships, and then I'm going to reassess. So, did it come to me in a mushroom trip? Maybe. Would it have come to me without that realization? Also, maybe. But that's what I decided. So should you do mushrooms? Maybe. Are they perfectly safe? I think so. I think it just depends on where you get them. I got them from a dispensary. So I know that they're, 
you know, quality. I didn't have anything to worry about. But you do got to worry about what you take these days because, you know, fentanyl is fucking scary as shit, dude. <laughs> like, and that's kind of what kind of scared me for a second because, like I said, the the feeling in my body that I got was a feeling that I haven't had before. So I kind of freaked out a little bit. But then I kind of was like, oh, I got them from a dispensary. Like, I'm sure they're fine, you know, so... Anyway, oh yeah, and, and the mushrooms came from a place in Oakland where they are decriminalized. Mushrooms are super, I don't know the laws, but I know that they're decriminalized in Oakland. So whatever that's worth, um, this place makes them, they're from Oakland. So it's whatever, man. So uh, yeah, I'm going to try them some more and eventually I'll get to the point where I can take them and start seeing things that aren't there but I don't think I'm ready for that yet I really just kind of was curious to see if they would help me explore something that you know I don't want to get too fucking out there with this but <laughs> I feel like I should have somebody else on the podcast to talk about it and I'm sure we will uh, very soon which I'll, I'll talk about in a second but um I'm a big believer that there's multiple dimensions. Um, Like I think like what we see, that's the third dimension, you know, 3D, that's what we live in. But I do think there's probably a fourth or fifth dimension. Like maybe that's where ghosts lie if you believe in ghosts. And depending on what you believe, you know, as far as what aliens are concerned, like I think the concept of aliens, of a, a... you know, aliens coming from another planet and just us knowing how science works. It would take years for them to travel from planet to planet. So that kind of doesn't make sense. But interdimensional travel is a better explanation of how, if there are aliens, which I think there are, how they're able to travel and how, like, when you see these, these, these UFO sightings, like the one, uh, off the Nimitz, which fucking, if you haven't watched, uh, I think it's called Aliens on on Discovery Channel. Uh, it's the one that Tom DeLonge from Blink-182 produced. I think it's called Aliens. If I have my phone near me, I can look it up. Actually, I'm going to fucking look it up right now. Because it's this whole series on Discovery about alien sightings and whatnot. And whether you're a believer or not, this has got fucking Navy pilots on and fucking people from the Department of Defense, and it's really fucking bananas. Um, where the fuck? Hold on, where's the fucking name? Unidentified, I think is what it's called. Unidentified. Yes, unidentified inside America's UFO investigation, and there's these fucking. It's on the History Channel. I guess you can watch it on History dot com or whatever but um there's all these alien sightings in in different countries and it's fucking bananas dude like i said i'm a believer but the speed at which they travel is it just it's a hard concept for us to grasp because to what we know in our solar system there's no life on any of the planets so wherever these people come from Maybe it's in it's it's maybe it's here and we just can't see them because it's in another dimension. So the reason why I was talking about that is that people say that when you take mushrooms, is it are you 
hallucinating or are you just then able to see things that are right here that we just can't see in our dimension because our sight doesn't make like do you know what I mean like we can't see it with our naked eye but when you are enhanced by taking mushrooms and there's this whole other fucking documentary on mushrooms and how they're connected throughout the earth it's fucking bananas it's on Netflix I want to I want to say they're called mushrooms or something just fucking google mushrooms on Netflix or search mushroom on Netflix and watch this documentary about how mushrooms and the fungus is all connected to it's fucking bananas so basically depending on what you believe it's possible that mushrooms they're not doing anything to your mind they're just opening your mind and removing the blinders that we have with our naked eyes and maybe you're just able to see things that are already here i don't fucking know dude but i'm i'm looking for answers i'm 43 years old i'm about to be 44 and you know i've never claimed to know everything i've always kind of had a plan in life and then things happen you know pandemics and breakups and fucking god knows what else and sometimes you're just like okay well maybe I need to open my mind a little bit and see what else is out there. So that's why I've kind of dabbled in the mushrooms and I will dabble some more because I want the answers. So um, I hope you guys learned a lot in this episode. I do want to make an announcement. Um, we are going, the format of this podcast is going to change a little bit. And also we are going back to being in studio. Um, we will be recording in studio as you guys listen to this uh, this week. So I'm not sure if you'll get another one of these episodes or if I will just give you, then you will hear that. But so, a, a lot, a, you know, we've kind of veered away from this being a completely 100% fitness related podcast. And you'll see, we're going to kind of evolve a little bit. We're going to talk about pop culture a little bit, which I have already been doing kind of. Um, we're going to talk about some current events a little bit and we will still incorporate the health and fitness. So kind of a brand shift on the podcast. Still going to be called the same thing. I'm sure, uh, under the podcast umbrella, it will still be labeled as a health and fitness podcast, but, um, just look for us to have some different conversations and that kind of being the norm moving forward. But we're going to go back to being in studio, which is exciting because then I could bring you more guests. You guys don't have to listen to just me on a weekly basis. But along with being in studio, we will go back to the podcast being again on a weekly basis. So um, that'll help. And hopefully we can fucking continue to grow this thing and continue to grow me and my brand and whatnot and fucking get to where we ultimately want to be so with that being said um, I got a lot of fucking shows coming up so if you're listening to this chances are it's if you're listening to this it's either Cinco de Mayo or the day after or days after but if you're listening to this on Cinco de Mayo I'm going to be at the Grand Comedy Club this weekend May 5th and 6th um, opening for my buddy uh, Big Irish J who I love. He's fucking one of the best dudes in comedy. I, I love him to death, dude. He's, he was one of the older guys that like, you know, as a new comic, you know, as a new comic, when somebody that's ahead of you that is like funny and whatever, like offers you some tips, like you're so, at least I am and I was so appreciative of what they told me because it made me 
it told me that they were watching my set and they liked me well enough to offer me pointers for me to get better. And I always appreciated that when an older comic did that because not all of them do. You know, some of them don't watch your sets. I mean, I love watching comedy and especially when I'm working, you know, I love watching the comics. It just, it's just fun for me because I love comedy. Um, but I don't watch, you know, like everybody, you know, and that's a bad habit. But sometimes I just want, you know, sometimes if I'm at a show, you know, the funnest part of the show you know, is hanging out with my friends backstage and shooting the shit. Like, I love that, you know? So, and that's why I'm excited to get back into studio because I can bring more of my friends in and we can have these fun conversations and you guys get to listen to. But um, it's just, uh, it's I, I've always really respected Big J, so I'm excited to open for him this weekend at the Grand Comedy Club. Uh, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, 6.30 and... Is it 6.30 and 9.00? this weekend or is it 6 30 and 8 30 i gotta think it's 6 30 and 9 right 6 30 and 8 30 is a quick turnaround but let's see i don't know 6 30 and 8 30 okay 6 30 and 8 30 perfect dude hell yeah um perfect 6 30 and 8 30 friday and saturday oh, i love that dude that means we get out so early more comedy clubs should do that, if I'm being honest, but whatever. Um, so, yeah, dude, that's where I'll be this weekend. Um, next week, if you're listening to, depending on when you listen to this, uh, Thursday, May 11th is our monthly show at the HD or at the at the Dream Lounge. We call the show HD Laughs at Dream Lounge, but that's up in Apple Valley. So if you're in the high desert, um, come out Thursday, May 11th. We've been growing the show, dude. It is Last last month was the biggest one we've ever had, and this month we're doing something a little different. We're doing a ladies' night, so aside from me, it's a comic full of all females, uh, really funny females. Um, Rachel Sterling from fucking Wedding Crashers and Reno 911 um, is going to be on the show. Uh, we have B. Gutierrez, who is very funny, uh, young comic, and then also we have Jessica Rosas, who's hilarious. Um, love her. She's very, very funny. So that's what we'll have. And also, if you are in the high desert area, um, because it's ladies night um, and because it's Mother's Day weekend, if you are a mom, you get into the show for free. So there's that. And then uh, next uh, Friday, May 12th, uh, I'll be at Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank at 10 o'clock. Um, and then let's see some other shows. I got my big show at the Ontario Improv Wednesday, May 24th. It's my birthday, you guys. It's my birthday. My birthday's the 23rd, but my birthday show is May 24th. And I have a great lineup. I've already announced it. I've got uh, my, nep- my, my nephew, my godson, Danny Cervantes, who I told you guys, you know, one of my godsons. Um, I have Zhivago Blay, who used to, uh, he was on TV with Fluffy, used to tour with Gabriel Fluffy, uh, Iglesias back in the day. Very, very funny. He's been in comedy like, I don't know, like 30 years or something, dude. Um, fucking super funny. And we have my, my little sister, Juliana Stefano, who's been on the podcast a couple times. Um, just fucking killing it, booking movie after movie after movie. Um, and she's like my little sister. I love her. And she has a hot older sister. So there's that too. Um, <laughs> what's up, Danielle? Um, and then also we have Catherine Blanford, who... I don't know if you guys remember, but she was on the podcast last year. 
um, like last summer. And uh, she's from Atlanta, but now she lives here in L.A. And uh, she was opening for David Spade. And since then, she has gone like super, super viral. And now she's headlining fucking clubs all over the place, just killing it. And uh, yeah, she's going to be on the show, too. So it's it's cool to see how she's fucking blown up since uh, she was on The Tonight Show not too long ago. There's... There's guys, there's so many people that I know that have been on the podcast that have gone on to fucking huge things since being on this podcast. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm responsible, but, you know, I'm not saying that I'm not responsible either. You know, like it's just then this is why, you know, like, you know, some some people fucking haters might think it's delusional, but it's like you're always so I'm always so close to that fucking thing, dude, like. So many people I know have gone on. So I know just by sheer math and statistics, like if I keep doing what I'm doing, that's going to be me. And that's the way it is, dude. So um, whether you believe in me or not, that's what I'm fucking holding on to. And I encourage you guys to do it too. So with that being said, that's those are my shows coming up. Um, my big shows anyway, so if you're around those places, come see me, and then, oh, also, I'm going to be in Austin, uh, June 2nd and 3rd, uh, with my buddy Rachel that I talked about, who was on Jackass, uh, opening for her, um, that's going to be fun, because I'm back in Austin, and maybe doing some recon still while I'm there, who fucking knows, man, <laughs> like I said, the mushrooms made me see that I should just wait until I start doing cruise ships, and then decide, but, who fucking knows man anyway um thank you guys so much for listening remember if you're listening to this on apple podcast leave me a review please and if you're listening on spotify um follow it share it please because uh they've kind of changed the way that we get uh, our podcast monetized now so i need more subscribers on spotify in order to make what i was making before so i don't know if you want to help me, you can do that too. Anyway, um, also I have a Patreon account now. So if you guys want to send me money for exclusive content, fucking go to my Patreon. Just go to patreon.com, enter Peter Sirs. It's five bucks a month. You get stuff that it's mostly workout stuff, but uh, I'm going to do better to put more and more content on there over the next, you know, few weeks. And then it'll be, there will be a lot of stuff that is exclusive only to Patreon, but nothing about the podcast will change. You might just get some behind the scenes stuff that, you can't get unless you're on patreon so that being said thank you guys so much for listening this has been the camera at 10 pounds and i'll see you guys next week bye